What's up, KDHR fam? It's your boy Metal back again another week. Uh, who else thought that What's Up felt a little weak? <laughs> yeah. It did, right? A little bit. My voice didn't quite make it. <laughs> you like tired or something? No. Uh, Long day? It's been a whole ass thing, yeah. Oh, that should reinvigorate you. Just that right there. <laughs> that right no, there. That, no. uh, just like, uh, brings you alive. I, I have to do this because I always do this, but uh, I can't. I can't hear this song without thinking of Christmas songs. No! <laughs> Please stop doing this. I hate every time you do this. I just got it out of my head from the last time. <laughs> and that's why I do it. I don't hey, like you right now. It always lives in my head, alright? I don't like you, you right now. You only suffer through a portion of I do not like you right now. <laughs> nah, you don't like me, but you love me. So, it's all good. That's debatable right now. <laughs> We just started and you're already bringing this up. <laughs> it's awful. the first song I played. I, awful. Uh, <laughs> you're awful. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you know of what I speak though, Dave? No, I don't so know. So basically, you can interchange the lyrics to deck the halls with the lyrics for War Pigs. <laughs> and it works. And then yeah. vice versa as well. But I'm not going to and I'm not going to play it. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's a thing, and it's always stupid hilarious to me. I can't unhear it for the rest of my life. Nice. But I love this song. It's such a good song. Just listen to the way Ozzy sounds. Yeah, he's just like, you know, punching that fucking mic, man. Yeah. But on that, let's talk about um, Black Sabbath, <laughs> obviously. So, uh, this is all going to be read directly from Black Sabbath's website. Um, so this is the most official version of this. Yeah, I'm not using the wiki. How crazy. Woo! Yeah. No wiki today. Big no cheers. wiki today. I'm Big doing my best to... <laughs> I'm going to do my best to not be on the wikis, but a lot of these bands don't have their histories on their websites, so... But this one is! Uh, so let's start with... Black Sabbath is credited with creating heavy metal. The success of their first two albums, Black Sabbath and Paranoid, marked a paradigm shift in the world of rock. Not until Black Sabbath un- upended the music scene did the term heavy metal enter the popular vocabulary to describe the denser, more thunderous offshoot of rock over which they presided. That's a great way to open that that whole thing. But yeah, you guys, uh, I know you probably don't, Lexi, but do you know the story of like why Black Sabbath sound is what it is? Um, are you talking about the thimbles, or are you talking about something else? I mean, we call them thimbles, but yeah. it's not exactly thimbles. Yeah. But yes, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the story goes, and it's a true story, it goes that, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, Tony Iommi, the guitarist, uh, had this like warehouse-type job, right? He worked with machines, um, and then on his last day there... He had an accident and cut off two of his fingers. Oh, shit. My great-grandma did that. Tip. Just the tips. Yeah, well, yeah, just the, tip, the, the, tip, the, the tips. The tips. But it was his, his middle and ring tips, I think, are the yeah. ones that yeah. got blown off. Um, and so his fingers, like, kind of, you know, don't make it all the way up. And he was getting ready to go on tour with a band at the time. Um, I don't remember if it was Black Sabbath or the one he was in before. I think it was the one. He, was it Earth? Is that the band before? It might have been Earth. I, I can't remember. It'll probably say in here. Maybe it'll say in here. But, um, yeah, so then, you know, most people would probably be like, well, there goes my entire musical career, right? Nah. He said, 
Nah, I'm, I'ma just put some shit on my fingers and he created some thimble-esque things. They weren't exactly thimbles. They're like rubber, right? They're, the inside was rubber and then the outside was metallic, I think is what it was. Or maybe it was the other way around. But basically he created two thimbles and we're just gonna call them that for his fingers. And then like they actually like really hurt him at first because you know, that's pressure on nerves that have never been exposed mm-hmm. until now. It's so, like he had it. It took him a long time to get used to to using them, but he did, and it created this sound that is heavy metal, uh, as we know its history to be. Um, and it's the sound of Black Sabbath because you know he obviously still uses those things to this day. Um, I think the amplifiers have quite a bit to do with it too. The now, tone, yeah, the tone and the yeah. color of that sound. One hundred percent. But you're um, not gonna get that sound. You can dial in your tone exactly the same as Tony Iommi. You're not gonna get the same sound as him. It's, it's just not gonna happen because he's got shit on his fingers that we don't. So there's some great stuff on the internet, uh, and there's a, an early performance that I love to show in my history of rock class. And you, it's young Ozzy, young Sabbath you know, in the first, like, two records, and it's a full live performance, but they close up on his hands. You can see the thimbles. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. And I always point it out in the class. Which hand is it on? Left hand. Left hand. Uh, I mean, right would be no problem, right? Yeah, Yeah. that wouldn't be a big deal. Like, if it was these two fingers, yeah, it's just... It's a huge deal, though. On the left hand, hand, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's what it was, but yeah. Okay, so, with their riff-based songs, extreme volume, and dark, demonic subject matter... That's the other thing, the riffs, man. Yeah. Like the development like, of the riffs. This riff, even. Yeah. It's so chromatic and so good. Um, Black Sabbath embodied key aspects of the heavy metal aesthetic. Yet, in their own words, Black Sabbath saw themselves as a, quote, heavy underground, unquote, band. <laughs> that term denoted both the intensity of their music and the network of fans who found them uh, long before critics in the music industry took notice. In a sense, though, uh, in a sense, though they've sold more than 75 million albums worldwide, they are still a uh, heavy underground band. Although they became eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1995, they weren't induced into inducted, sorry, uh, until 2006. The truth is, they remain one of the most misunderstood bands in rock history. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, you look at the, you look at, in history, you always look at things that changed, that changed everything. And if you look at Black Sabbath, the original record, the subject matter, the sound, yeah. everything about it, it's it's not often you can see such pivotal moments in history. And that's definitely one of them. All you have to do is listen to the first track, which I love playing, Black Sabbath. By Black Sabbath on the album Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's all you need. It, yeah. and then like just look at how many bands have formed after that, paying attention to the subject matter. How many bands yeah. formed after that that were imitating the sound? How many yeah. bands formed after that trying to imitate the vocals of it? Like I just realized I hadn't lowered the volume. <laughs> and and then as you know as we're gonna go through their catalog, you're gonna see just the the slight variations that they do record to record. People have made entire careers off of copying. A single record by them or a single song yeah yeah definitely i mean i've heard so many covers of so many of their songs by really famous artists you know yeah and uh i think i think it was at a god i can't remember what award show it was but the one that's more metal centric 
Um, and I think it was Metal Hammer or Kerrang or or I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> so right many now, of them now. But right? I just oh, remember gods, that um, Metal Gods. Maybe that one. I can't remember. But it was a uh, it was a uh, Metallica playing a cover of Iron Man. I think it was. Yeah, on that show. And Ozzy's like, they're doing so good, you know, like. I, I, I think another fascinating thing, too, is that they talk about them being underground. I think if Metallica didn't get as big as Metallica got, they would still be considered fringe and underground. But they, you know, Metallica's Metallica standing on. the one metal band in the world. But they're standing on Sabbath's shoulders. So they, they respect 100% Sabbath, are. So. so They respect Sabbath. They respect Diamond Head, which there's arguments to be made if they're metal. I don't think they are. But. I can see them. I mean, Am I Evil is dark in nature. It's aggressive. It's fast. Right. Like, there's there's arguments to be made. I just don't think so. But that being said, yeah, they respect the shit out of bands like that because they grew up on them. Like, 100%. Iron Maiden, they respect so much. Because, yeah. like, Lars... I remember seeing somewhere that Lars would show James uh, Maiden albums back then, like, back in the early 80s. I mean, all those bands, I think, those big four that we started with, going back to that, would... I mean, they're all standing on. We're a punk version of Black Sabbath. Basically, yeah. we're we're Sabbath faster. So the fact yeah. that Metallica got so popular, people who start to love that music start to investigate where it came from, makes all the underground, so to speak, bands rise with them. And then people realize how pivotal Sabbath was. And yeah, 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 yeah. And and that's that's one of the reasons that I started with the Big Four. It wasn't just because like, oh, it's the Big Four. It's like, no, they are yes, the four most popular. They're the big four of thrash, yada, yada. I could say all that stuff. The big reason is that everybody knows those names and less people know the other names, right? Right. And it comes down to they stood, like you said, they are standing on these guys' shoulders. So yeah. if I can start at a point where everybody knows, right? Right. right, and then lead them into everything else, it makes that transition much more natural, which is why I waited to do Black. Because Black Sabbath is, they're the fathers of heavy metal. Right. Right? It yeah. makes sense to start with them. But if nobody knows who the hell they are... Right. It just sounds simple compared to Metallica, Megadeth, yeah. Anthrax. I mean, just, it's, it took me a while because it was so simple. And I yeah. got into that other stuff first. Yeah. And, and I, I can say the same for myself because it, I did start with, with Metallica and Iron Maiden and, and Slayer. You know, those are the, the first three bands that I really listened to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... I'm like, where did like I'm I'm the curious type, so I'm like, where did these guys get their influences? Why this? Why that? And then I found like, oh, they listen to Iron Maiden. Okay, cool, that's awesome. Who else? Oh, Black Sabbath. Who I've heard of these guys, right? Oh, they have that one song on the game too. I think they have two songs. It's always the game. Always so goes back to the game. It's, it's always gonna be the games for me. That's my just just yeah. my life. Yeah, <laughs> my, mine was in CD bins at like Tower Records <laughs> and things, and like being in the metal section, going, oh, oh this band looks interesting. I need to hit Amoeba this music. This cover art is cool. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. It totally. I mean, <laughs> no, that's it's ridiculous. The, yeah, that's totally why I bought Death Angel. I'll never forget that. <laughs> the, the cover was cool. The band name was cool. The guys on the back look different. They're all Filipino. Oh, okay. You know, oh, so they had cool. like straight black hair. I was like, I'm gonna try this out. I've been an obsessed fan ever <laughs> since. Gosh. Okay. So now we start to get into their history a little more proper. So the black story, the Black Sabbath story. Sorry, began. In Birmingham, England, where Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward were looking to escape a life of factory uh, work through music. The four musicians got their start in such psychedelic outfits as the rare breed and mythology, although Osbourne 
had been a short-haired mod who loved soul music. I would love to see that. Short-haired mod? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, if there's a picture of that, we like, yeah. Two-tone Aussie. <laughs> Uh, influenced by the reigning British blues bands Led Zeppelin, Cream, John Mayall's Blues Breakers, the four of them formed Earth Blues Company, shortened to Earth, uh, in 1968. I thought so. Yeah. There's another band called Earth Now, though. Is there? Absolutely. Super, super noisy. Yeah. Like noisy in a good way or noisy in a bad way? You'd probably find it in a bad way. Okay. It, it's a very acquired taste. It's the far fringes. At least their first like two or three records are just like distortion for an hour. Oh, so like noise metal. I'm like, yeah. No but, thanks. But it's unlike anything you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I get migraines. I'm good. I do too. I, this, like, this, yeah. is, this is weirdly, <laughs> it's weirdly calming. I was having a conversation with some friends when I was younger, and it was on in the background, and it like was oddly calming for some reason. But it is it is very much the fringes of metal. Just <laughs> put a distorted guitar on, let the feedback go for like an hour and a half. I'm, I'm good. I I, I'm, I figured I'm you good. would be. I'm okay, I'm thank a- you. I know. I, I like, like won't completely knock it until I like hear it, but like I will. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like. If it's a 30 seconds in and it's just like not going, so no. Yeah, there's I very little the change. There's very little change. But they, that was that was like their first two or three records, and then they've done like 10 now. So it's it's evolved into other things, but that's where it started for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which is fascinating. The fringes are always fascinating, I think. So, funny story about this song. I like just re- I just remembered it. Um, back in like what was it eighth grade i think it was yeah we had um shut up we had this uh (laughs) we had this project called uh i think it was called the eye search project i don't know if you know what that is no i know you don't it stopped being a thing after like three years after i left but the eye search was just giant year-long project where we had to do extensive research on the topic Mm. and one of my friends did I think he did guitar, or if not, it was rock and metal. It was something like that. Yeah. And this was before I was fully into it, because otherwise I would have done that, you know? Right. But this was before I was fully into it. But I remember um, I remember at that point I had already heard this song, and we, had done, we were doing our presentations, and he brought in his guitar, which was just super cool looking. It was a Jackson. Like, I'm looking at it, and I know exactly what it was. Mm. At the time, I had no fucking clue, but, like, in my memory rank, I'm like, yeah. that was a Jackson. Yeah. It was super cool. Um, and I just remember asking, "Can you play Iron Man?" Because <laughs> like it was in my head still. So he was like, "I'm like, I think I think the revival of this song was just insanely cool. In the end, in the end of the movie, when he walks out and Iron Man starts playing, you know, in the movie Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that movie was so good. We gotta do that. Had such a big what? effect. We, we gotta rewatch all of that. Oh with yeah, Victor. No, like, I just like that. Just like reminded me of like the whole list you sent me. I'm just like waiting at this point. It's summer. Yeah. But but what summer. a revival, right? Yeah, hundred like, percent. As for, soon as that, that thing band. kicked in, yeah. When that kicked in, when I heard it and it kicked in, I was like, ah. Yeah, I got chills. Because I, cool. I took me a few years. I didn't watch. I'm not a. I'm not an OG MCU fan. I can't. Mm. I can't admit to that. Mm. I didn't start watching until just before. No when the avengers came out so that's 2012 wow yeah. I, I started um, at the very beginning 
that must be nice. Yeah. I wish I could have done that. I mean, that. it's nice and it's not. I mean, you're, you know, 27 movies. Like, it's it was insane. If the, you well, know. Yeah, but like. And many, many years. Okay, and some yeah, bad like, downs. There were some ups and some, there were, some there pretty are, awful movies. There some are some that downs. we don't read we talk about. Well, you know we're skipping one of them, right? We're skipping Hulk, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Which one? Hulk. Which, the Incredible which Hulk. The 2008 Hulk. Yeah. With... With, um, with not Norton. Mark Ruffalo. No. Uh, I forgot his name. I Ed, Ed Norton. You're talking about Ed, Ed Norton. Norton. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you there's know, an N in his name. What is it? And I wanted to say Norman Osborn, which is, is obviously very wrong. But That was a huge director, too. I don't know if you guys know that. But Who was like, the director? I think it's Ang Lee. I mean, it's a, it was a huge, huge director who did that. And he was a huge star at the time. Yeah, but then, like, you know, he was a dick. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. Um, but the first Iron Man but the first Iron shocked Man. Everybody. It was and incredible. That started the it all. visual effects in that movie were just fucking way up there. Well, the thing this that song, kills me, I mean, the, the thing for me rules. was like, it, yeah. was, it was that moment when he walks out and Iron Man plays. I was like, you got me. He okay. Goes, I am Iron Man. Yeah. But I think, like, the Iron Man movies in general, like, really did something for rock music because that's all Tony Stark listens to. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. So you, you're exposing, especially, like, with ACDC, like, you're exposing all of these young, impressionable kids watching these superhero movies to this kind of music. Yeah. Like... And, like, I love that they made fun of it, too, in, uh... I love that they made fun of it in, um... Dio. Yeah, Dio. Gotta love Dio. <laughs> love it. Um... They made fun of it in, in what movie was it? Uh, Far From Home, I think it was. Oh. Yeah, Far From Home. Because at that point, um, Tony had already died and, and it was I the mean, aftermath. That's the newest one, right? No, no, no. No Way Home is the newest oh, one. Right. Far From Home is, is the second movie. Right, right, I was not right. emotionally prepared for uh, No Way Home. Yeah, no, I know. That I, was that was not a fun time. I'm still so sorry. That was so but, not fun. But we're talking about Far From Home when he's in the airplane oh. and Happy's like, I got the music, you know, he starts playing, uh, it's Sabbath, I think it was. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember, but, he, but Tom Holland's Peter just goes, oh, I love Led Zeppelin, and it was <laughs> not, and I was just like, it's great, it's great, I love it. I didn't, fi- I didn't figure that out until the second or third time watching it, because, I, you know, immediately in the theaters, there's so much noise, you miss a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I love Guardians of the Galaxy's focus on music. Oh, oh the, like music the, the mixtapes? point. Yeah. Oh, my God. But great. Yeah. Fantastic. I just... If those movies did one thing right, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good for rock because, because rock and roll started with music in a movie. You know, it's that's like it these guys uh, said in, the, in here, they were influenced by Led Zeppelin and Cream and... And oh, those yeah. guys, and like those are the types of stuff that some of these movies do play, which is super cool. And so yeah. it all leads back to, to that shit. But yeah, so getting back to this, um, it says, Everything changed when Butler came to the band with an idea for a song inspired by a disturbing apparition. A fan of horror films and the black magic themed novels of Dennis Wheatley, he flirted briefly with the black arts. But when he saw what he believed to be a figure from the dark side at the foot of his bed one night, he ceased his dabblings in the goth world. With lyrics by Osborne, the group composed a song about the visitation, entitling it Black Sabbath. Yep. After the 1963 Boris Karloff film. It provoked a reaction in audiences unlike anything in their repertoire, and they knew 
they stumbled onto something powerful and unique. Forced, the forced to change their name because there was already another band named Earth, they made an obvious choice, Black Sabbath. You Gotta have that on that. the playlist? Um, I should, you but should, it's man. not going to be in this section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it was added at a later time, so I'd have to like sift through. So like, what I added was the three so three original songs that I did know. Yeah. And then the Mob Rules because I have Yo. to. Yeah. And then after that, it jumps straight to thirteen. Oh my god. Their last album. <laughs> so like, the rest of their catalog is in in lower section, yeah. and I'm not gonna try to go find it right now because that's gonna be a whole last thing. Yeah. Because I got fucking what was it 44 hours plus of content on this playlist yeah you're, you're gonna have more after today and i'm gonna have more and like you're, you're like so confident you're so confident the confidence is amazing and i am here for it to be fair also though he hasn't missed i know so <laughs> that's <he's> why i'm <laughs> saying it's confident and not cocky yeah it is it's exactly right um but that being said, yeah, I have too, way too much content in here. I need to reorganize. I actually need to redo the playlist. And so, yes. uh, spoiler alert, for season four, the playlist is going to have changed dramatically. <gasps> bum, bum, um, bum. So I won't say how or anything, but. As long as Forbidden's in there, I'm going to be happy. <laughs> that was the first one I got you to get. So that, that was great. No, no. It's just going to be, uh, without giving too much away, it's, it's going to be more along the organized side of things because right now it's semi-organized it's not right. fully organized especially since i've been adding more music to it i need to reorganize it cool trevor yeah okay. i didn't know you got those too yes i'm not alone we've talked about this you're you're definitely not alone <laughs> everybody gets um, those dude yeah no i know i know this is just i get them more often than most people uh, so um this is good have you not heard this or? Uh huh. Wait, you didn't hear this album? No. Yo! We can do assignments, remember? I yeah, I know, but I, I thought you would have. This album is from 2013. It's been almost 10 years. Like, yeah, no, I haven't heard it. What? Oh. Almost 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, this whole album is on it. The, the songs are pretty good. I, I really like all of them. God is Dead is the one that's going to play next. Yeah. That song, I have a story with that one, but that song's great. Like, you're you're gonna like that one because off the title, you think one thing, but hearing it, you're gonna hear something different. Yeah. And like, that's what's I think that's what's gonna make you like it. Nice. But um, okay. So. So uh, after the name change, the Tony Iommi says, uh, "quote That's when it all started to happen." End quote. Um, he told that to writer Mick Wall, and then requote uh the name sounded mysterious it gave people something to think about and it gave us a direction to follow end quote black sabbath was the polar opposite of the beatles though they all like the beatles uh whereas the fab four saying yeah 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 whatever it was right osborne pleaded no no please no in black sabbath <laughs> it uh, quote it's a satanic satanic world end quote uh, Butler told Rolling Stone in 1971, quote, It's just such a long time from the Beatles, though. Like, why would you even go there? What? Do you, what? It's just such a long... It's just so long. Like, what do so you mean so long? Between the Beatles and Sabbath, like, no. time-wise. The Beatles were the 60s. Yeah, I know. But it's Sabbath just, know. was the 60s. Nah. Sabbath is the end, though. It started in 63. Isn't that, that what I read? Isn't that what you read? 
Oh, no, it was 68. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Beatles are pretty much done by that. Why did we both think that I said 63? I don't know. The caffeine hasn't hit. Oh. There's dramatic change in music between the start of the Beatles and the start of Sabbath. That's true. And the Beatles experimentation. Oh, sorry. 63 came from the the Boris Karloff film. Yeah. So it was a date that I said. It was just, yeah, okay. The wrong date. Yeah. But, But that being said, I mean... Eight years does make a difference. I, I will admit to that. But I think it's not that far off, especially now comparatively speaking. Like, I can say it's the 60s. It's the late 60s. It's the early 60s. Sure, but it's the 60s. That was a very drugged out Beatles by that point. Well, yeah. You got to think oh, about yeah. Sgt. Pepper's. You think I've, done but a, I think I've done that's a also whole paper why. on that album. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I think that's <laughs> also why it's fair to say it was that they were the polar opposite, because at that point it was Sgt. Pepper's. You compare anything off Sgt. Pepper's to Black Sabbath, the album, they're going to be on complete opposite sides of the earth. I don't know. I, I think what they're saying is more appropriate to the start of the Beatles, when the Beatles were a very like happy-go-lucky, I-want-to-hold-your-hand. That clean-cut boy band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I think that's, that's the comparison that they're making when they that's, say... That is yeah, a much yeah, stronger yeah. comparison than the one I just yeah. made, I, I, I admit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Back okay. when the Beatles were like performing in little suits and everything. <laughs> yeah. All had the same bowl cut. Oh my god, the bowl cuts. Yeah. Uh meanwhile these guys had the shaggiest of hair. Like look at look at this picture. Like that's some um, banging <laughs> facial hair though. Ta-da's. Those like, mustaches. <laughs> um yeah, so and then like look at this one. <laughs> that's what Dave looked like, not kidding. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so Butler says, "quote The devil's more in control now. People can't come together. There's no equality. It's a sin to put yourself above other people, and yet that's what people do." End quote. With Butler serving as principal lyricist and Iommi as the musical architect, Black Sabbath pursued such themes as war, social chaos, the supernatural, the afterlife and the timeless conflict between good and evil. The group was a product of the late 60s. It was a time when youthful idealism had begun to ebb amid the war in Vietnam. The influx of hard drugs... What is this picture that's being shown? Um, oh my god, Dave with hair! Is it the one on your CD? Oh, it is. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen that. I was unprepared for that. Um, <laughs> the influx of hard drugs clashes with authority figures and the bruising realities of working class life, low wages, grim labor, that lay ahead for many of them. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That is beyond accurate. Um, (laughs) But it's just so incredible, you know, how they were like, there's all this shit going on, let's talk about it. Right. Because... Right, it was the beat. I wanna hold your hand, and then just repeat the same line six times, which is catchy as fuck. And honestly, the music is well done. But like, those themes get tiring after a while. Well, you gotta go to Dylan. That Dylan is the one who politicized lyrics. Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. You know, and made people pay attention to rock musicians when they seriously were talking about what's going on in life and society he was the first one to really do that and then people felt open to start to do it even more so yeah yeah and uh, it opens the door it opens the door and and it doesn't just open the door to 
uh, politics in music, it opens the door to anything in music and lets people explore really and that's how we get all these subgenres of metal so quickly throughout because Black Sabbath, the first arguably the first heavy metal band, right, right, starts talking about all this chaos that's going on. Right. It's like what else can we talk about? Right. And then you get Maiden doing Mythology. Mythology. Right. right? You get power metal bands and symphonic metal bands throughout the decades because obviously it wasn't immediate. But, like, you get all these subgenres. Well, Vikings, right? Viking metal. Viking discussions. And we have have discussions of. uh, I feel like that falls under mythology, though. Yeah. Dark dark religious topics start from Black Sabbath. Like, like this song. Goes to Slayer. This song, God is Dead. I'm going to raise the volume a little bit on that. Okay. This This is one. Yeah, this song is dark, dude. I love it. Like, listen to those tones. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. it just hits you. Like, nice. look at those drums, man. They're just so... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I wanted to say guttural, but that's not what I mean. Um, tribal. Tribal, yeah. They're just, you know? They're so good. I love it. Um, But yeah. Okay, so then uh, we move on to somebody saying quote we arrived at the height of the vietnam war and on the other side of the hippie era so there was a mood of doom and aggression end quote guitarist iomi told writer chris welch in 2003 and then it just goes back to that low just and then contrasted with ozzy's vocals yeah. just mm. nice it's so good and you can hear it there's it's multi-tracked yeah. You can hear it, but it just does so good. And like he hits that same note every time. If it is multi-track, it could be like like echo reverbed. But it just wouldn't sound as clean, so I think it's multi-tracked. Yeah. Um but anyway, um So yeah, he told that. And then that's not to say Black Sabbath were devil worshippers or practitioners or work of witchcraft as many believed. Quite a different picture of the band is painted in such songs as After Forever with the lyric, God is the only way to love, and Osborne's frequent flashing of the peace sign during Black Sabbath concerts. Black Sabbath recorded its self-titled uh, first album in a single session in November of 1969, setting up their gear in a small studio and running through their live set. The lack of frills and contrivance worked to, it, to advantage as the group's riff-driven, blues-based hard rock came through loud and clear on The Wizard, NIB, Warning, and of course, Black Sabbath. The only effects added to the album were the tolling bell and thunderstorm that provided chilling opening to the title track. Black Sabbath was released on Vertigo in the UK and Warner Brothers in the US. So, thought just came to my head. Are they just the dark Rolling Stones? Don't do that to me! It's true, right? No. I mean, the, the you know everybody talks about like what the Beatles influenced and what the Rolling Stones influenced, and everybody says that the Rolling Stones were a much bigger influence on heavy metal, and and the Rolling Stones were a very blues-based band. The the pentatonic riffs, like the repetition, it's so Sabbath, right? Like it's, yeah, it's very very like speaking similar. to okay, speaking to you, musician to musician, metalhead to metalhead, right? Yes, yeah. Rolling Stones are definitively a big influence yeah. on metal yeah you know whether it's indirect or direct they're both avenues yeah from a bias standpoint i want to <laughs> say no because it's so drastically different yeah. but like 
realistically, yes. Like, I cannot deny that. You know, they... they Paint it black. Right to Black Sabbath. <laughs> the frustration on your face is so amusing to watch. Uh, I love this. This is great. <laughs> now, this is why I'm here. Mean. Yes. You're a meanie. Yep. Deal with it. This is the whole reason why I'm here. To give you shit. <laughs> no, but yeah. Um... It, you'd be hard pressed to to find me legitimately denying that connection because yeah. yeah. it's it's hard it's, to it's hard to there's there's virtually no argument to to say that no they didn't influence like yeah. you know I I somebody could make sixteen different arguments before I made one <laughs> you know yeah so like realistically yes you're right they they are and it's great I fucking love it because if it didn't happen we wouldn't have what we have now right you know but right. it's just it's just so drastically different too and it's crazy how this is like this is what we started and like even though this is an album from nine years ago yeah it's arguably very similar to what their album was i can't 50 years ago 68 right, right. well the first album came out what 69 70 yeah okay so yeah. uh 50 yeah. years right you, know, you can totally hear the first sabbath yeah it's it's so there right yeah and so then when you compare that to what else is happening now, like this is by today's standards of what metal is, this is very, this, this specifically song is very barely at the cusp of what metal is, right? Yeah. Yeah. By today's standards, but by the standards of 50 years ago, oh, yeah. this would have been Stunning. insane, right? Right. I mean, so many people think of Led Zeppelin and they think of Kareem, they think of all these bands, but so few people recognize the fact what did popular music sound like in 1970 there's a lot of people who love black sabbath now but the music that was popular in 1970 had sounded nothing like this and you had to dig yeah. way harder than you do now to find this music yeah and to be a fan of this music took a lot more effort yeah 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 no it's 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 crazy you know like and, and like and then when we get to different tunings and stuff like that oh, yeah. bands really start exploring like oh what if i drop this low e to a d string like right or to a d note right. like you know that creates that you know right then you got bands going like let's take everything down a step and right. a half step and a whole step and, and three half step and then you get to me <laughs> the yeah. fucking weirdo that loves shit that's five half steps down right, two two right. T- two and a half tones down right? right it's like you can't hear these guys doing that kind of stuff yeah. right and that's this that is this depiction of metal you got eight string guitars now right. with that low b and then going lower to a goddamn like f sharp i think is what it is right like <laughs> that's stupid low right right and to us that's crazy and we say, oh, Black Sabbath is an E standard. Like, that's cr- that's nothing, right? But back then, they, even E standard sounded like a fucking goddamn... Right. It's crazy. It's not about wh- how... Like, what tuning you're playing, it's about how you play it. And I think Black Sabbath is really the fathers of, like, this is how we're going to play. Right. You know? Right. And I think that goes, again, back to the tone. The amplifiers. Yeah. It, it has a lot to do with that, but it's it's... It's not just that. It's it's the melodic contour of things. It's the harmonic contour of things. It's the, right. Right. you know, it's what you do. Like there's so much dissonance in metal, right? That I absolutely love, right? Right. And then there's dissonance in classical music that I don't. Yeah. You know, 
But like you say that, and I know you just don't like dissonance at all, period, but you've got to admit there's been metal songs that have played that you probably haven't noticed the dissonance because it's so cleanly implemented into the music. Yeah, I just like doing that because of dissonance in classical music, especially when it's like not resolved immediately. It just like, I don't, I can't. That's what yeah. we were talking about earlier. Was, I can't yeah, we do were, it. Re- resolution. It's all yeah. about yeah. the resolution. It is. It is. And metal does a really good job of resolving those dissonances it does. in such a natural way. And it's not like you could resolve dissonance in an unnatural way anyway, but like, it takes it to another level mm-hmm. and like you know it's it's done a lot with black sabbath to start with and then just translates to every other band i think yeah but yeah. i mean they're very they're very consonant comparatively but yeah well comparatively yeah, yeah but like you know and they, to start and, somewhere and there are a lot of bands today that never resolve <laughs> but you don't like it <laughs> <laughs> who what was it i heard something that was just pure dissonance the whole time. It's it's something that's, you know, pretty popular. There's People noise bands, I as think, you were saying before, out there now. I think it was Audie Metalhead that was showing me that. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I'm so shocked to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Ooh. Loner is a good song. It just feels like a classic yeah. on, a, on a new album. Yeah. Because this sounds like something I would have heard yeah. in the 80s, 70s, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But... Again, off that that last album, mm-hmm. classic Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So, Black Sabbath took a similarity. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Took a similarly quick and unadulterated approach to the recording of Paranoid, which was also cut in a few days. Generally regarded as the quintessential Black Black Sabbath album, Paranoid, which was 1970 in the UK, 1971 in the US. Contains such classics tracks such as Iron Man, Paranoid, and War Pigs, all three of which we heard earlier. The last of these is a potent anti-war song, and specifically an anti-Vietnam statement, in Butler's words, whose hellish visions of bloody battlefields and conniving politicians have lost none of their currency over the decades. Together, Black Sabbath and Paranoid, released only seven months apart, were powerful words that pointed rock in a harder, heavier new direction. Many of the most hard-hitting and uncom- uncompromising bands who came after them, including Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, and Judas Priest, claim to have been raised on the music of Black Sabbath. You know, this is what we were mentioning earlier. Like, it came from somewhere, and this is that somewhere. The band's musicality was genuine. Sorry, generally overlooked. But they possessed an intensiveness and fluency that, in hindsight, makes them seem as much more of a progressive rock band as a heavy metal one. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier, like by today's standards, you know? And it, that's that in hindsight. And it's like, yeah, but they're it, metal. It's funny to call them progressive, I think. They're so bluesy. They're bluesy. Like, progressive rock band sounds so weird to say about Black Sabbath. Like, you either call them a blues rock band or a heavy metal band or a hard rock band or a hard rock band and out of pure respect you're gonna call them a heavy metal band right because that's what they are in, in everybody's eyes right yeah. the other two are acceptable but progressive rock just feels rock I feel like I should be listening to like Dream Theater me too you know when or, I hear or at least Megadeth <laughs> right like <laughs> yeah I guess yeah so <laughs> but that being said um, their lengthy songs had frequent meter changes like their works of such peers as Jethro Tull, to which Iomi briefly belonged, 
and Yes, with whom Black Sabbath toured. There was ample room for improvisation, and Naomi, Butler, and Ward were up to the task. In fact, Black Sabbath could swing with a jazzy temperament using bluesy forms and scales. Consider some of their influences. Drummer Ward grew up listening to Count ba- Basie? Yeah. Uh, bassist Butler had his head turned by Frank Zappa, and guitarist Iomi found inspiration in gypsy jazz guitarist Django Reinhardt. I've heard that name before. Um, and oh, vocalist. You should know it. Huh? <laughs> you should know it. That is gypsy jazz. No, yeah, yeah. Um, and vocalist Ozzy Osbourne was a rabid fan of soul music in general, and Sam and Dave in particular. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Have you heard Sam and Dave? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so mellow. Um, so that's that's really funny. So they just explain why they would call them progressive. So. Yeah, no, no, it make, no. It makes sense if you. I, n- I never said it shouldn't. You know, I, I specifically said it feels weird calling that yeah, me too. them that. But yes, as it explains here, it's it makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. just fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I love how this ties into what I said at the beginning of, of today's episode. How everything came from somewhere. Like these influences started somewhere, and even now, like with. With Black Sabbath, their influence are are all these people we just mentioned. You know, that's a wild set of music too. It is all over the spectrum. It is, dude. Like, yeah. it's crazy, and I I, I love it because you know, um, it's this never-ending trail. Right. You know, music is a never-ending trail yeah. for sure. You know, because you know we sit here with what we listen to today, who the fuck influenced them, like right, and like. Avatar, one of my favorite bands of all time, and Iron Maiden, another of my favorite bands of all time, right. are almost 50 years apart in their inceptions. Right. Right. And it's crazy to me how how it's Avatar is influenced by bands like Maiden and Metallica and you know um, Opeth. I think they mentioned at some point. Yeah. Um, and then these guys are all men like they're influenced by Metallica, Opeth, those guys influenced by. Black Sabbath and Maiden and this guy and Priest. then Black Sabbath is influenced by and and by and by and by you know it's super cool to see that progression of, that's of what I, that's where we're at history of rock man you know, that's history what I, of that's rock. what I do history I try, of rock history of metal I try to show uh, I try to show the connection between Elvis Presley and Cannibal Corpse which is insane to think about I want to hear that lecture <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> just, I like I, I might not be able to take the class because like I got a lot of classes to take but like I just want to hear that lecture just because yeah like, no, I want to hear I've, it I've heard of the, the cliff class. notes version that's of it it's yeah. just yeah, it's crazy to it's think crazy about. to think about it because you don't think about that you don't think oh this connection is that connection it's like no it there is. is a line of connection between yep. Frank Zappa and fucking <laughs> everything <laughs> well, yeah, everything. But I was gonna specifically go to Avatar. Yeah, you know, okay. which is insane because again, so drastically different. It, it's super cool. Frank Zappa and his profound and endless catalog and different styles Thanks. that he incorporates is so beyond. People don't understand how he connects basically everything in rock music to classical music. Yeah. Which is, at that time, was insane to even contemplate, although we try to do it much more now, blending these genres. But he is the connection between all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So what's playing right now is Zeitgeist. Okay. Um, And it's really funny to me because I... um, I remember when I sat with this album, you know, I had just listened to the end of the beginning, dark, God is dead, 
dark. Yeah. And then loner, classic Sabbath. Yeah. And then zeitgeist. And I'm like, I feel like I should be smoking weed right now. Is what I told my friend. Well, it sounds like solo Aussie more than it sounds like Sabbath. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. On, on, I haven't. I haven't looked into this one to, to find out what the influences for it are. Yeah. But like, it's just, it was just really funny because my friend starts dying of laughter because he knows this and, and a lot of people know this. But I've I've never smoked weed. Yeah. But this song just made me feel like if I'm ever gonna do it, this is the song to do it to. I'm gonna remember that. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> they they influenced stoner rock. Yeah, heavily, they did. hundred percent. So. Without a doubt. So it makes sense. But um, it just caught me so off guard because I haven't really listened to their stuff that is more stoner-esque, um, which is not a whole lot as far as I know. Um, but yeah, it's it's it was it was interesting to hear this song. But I like it. It's a really good song. It's and since then to now, it's it's transformed into other things for me. Like this is one of those songs where like I need to hear something that I know, but it's gonna be mellow, right here. Ozzy Osbourne, you cannot mistake Ozzy's voice for anything else. Yeah. So like that puts me in the metal world, and which naturally calms me. And then hearing a calm song in that, it just yeah, the percussion, this is, this the percussion is, is pretty non-Sabbath. Yeah, but it's it's so cool regardless, you know. Yeah, I love this song. It's a really good song in my opinion. But yeah, these artists experiment, right? Yeah, sometimes they do. you go along for the ride, and sometimes you can't take the ride. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to this. Um, Ozzy's voice was melodic and well-pitched, and he never resorted to the sort of his- histrionic screaming that became a hallmark-, hallmark of metal's lesser lights. I don't know how I feel about saying lesser lights. Yeah. Because, like, I know what they mean, and they're right, but also, like, the point of this show is respecting everything. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like Lester Lights is insulting. Yeah, I, I, I would wonder who that's targeted at. Do they not like Hetfield style? Do they not like Tom Araya's style? Are we talking like screamers like Cathedral or like who are they? Who are they blasting? He hasn't. Yeah. Ozzy's got a great voice and a unique sound. Like yeah. just leave it. Like yeah. I mean, whatever. this is the official website, so it's somebody that is arguably close to them. Right. Right. So sharing I don't, I don't their know. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, though, I mean, I will say time and time again, I don't like this band. I don't like this artist. Yeah. But I have never once put them down. Right. You can listen to to it. And I've probably said like, oh, this they sound like shit or nah, fuck that genre or something like that. But I've never actually sat down and said, this is a terrible genre to listen to. Oh. I've never sat with that because I don't think that I, of, of any genre. I will I br- a thousand I- times say that My Chemical Romance and Bullet From My Valentine and all those bands fucking suck and I don't want to ever listen to them. But I also will never tell you to not listen to them. We, we kind of broke that last week with Blaze Bailey, but it's okay. Whoa, okay, but like, <laughs> there's legitimate reason there, okay? There's there's legitimate... I love, I love how you're fighting so hard for this because like I know your reason and I know why you're saying there's a legitimate reason, but just like... Getting to watch this play out is amazing. No, but like, okay, look, 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 look. This is fantastic. I love providing color commentary. (laughs) To be fair, though, to be fair, though, Blaze Bailey, there is legitimate unbiased reason for that one. Like, I, I, my bias is completely out the window with that one. Because it's just, it's just fundamentally bad. Yeah. Right? I, I, 
I can't argue for him, right? <laughs> but tough. I can argue for MCR and Bullet and stuff like that. There's I I could make the argument for them. Right. Do I want to? No. <laughs> can I? Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's fun. I, I you're still right. I did I did break it, but I had a reason. <laughs> I I can only go off of my opinion for the other yeah. bands that I've mentioned, right? right. Um, but but yeah, like I you know. Audi Metal Head is always like listening to them and listening to microtonality and, and stuff like that. And I'm always telling him, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But you can ask him. And I've never once told him not to listen to it. Right. I've never once told him that I think it's it's not worth listening to. I, I, my, I may have said, like, I think it's garbage. But that's my opinion. That's not anyone else's opinion. And that's that. Blaze Bailey is a different case. <laughs> I want you to go yes. ahead and tell everyone to listen to the two Blaze Bailey Iron Maiden records now, please. No. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yes. So you can hear how bad it is. Are you, are you okay? No. Do you need a hug? <laughs> Maybe. Do I need to come give you a hug? That'd be nice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was putting so much down pressure, my arm started to fall asleep. Do you feel better now? <laughs> I do. You're <sighs> welcome. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> the, re- <laughs> the response to Black Sabbath's first two albums was instantaneous. Black Sabbath reached number eight in Britain and ex- uh, exhibited staying power in America, hanging on the chairs for charts sorry, for 65 weeks. God damn, that's a long time. Not bad. It's not bad at all. It's a little over a year. Yeah. Um, Lexi, I'm sorry. Can you pass me my water bottle, please? I was just up. I know, but you don't need to get up for that. You just turn around and pass it over the console. Thank you. Um, I did not put this console in danger. The water bottle is sealed. <laughs> just for <laughs> my safety. I needed that. Okay, um, so 65 weeks. Paranoid repeated the feat, peaking at number 12 in the U.S. and charting for 70 weeks, while reaching number one in the U.K. in a 27-week run. That's incredible. That is. Both albums were certified gold within a year, which is insane. Yep. That's really hard to do. What? Okay. In that time. Oh, yeah, especially in that time. Yeah. But I can't remember the numbers for these certifications right now. What are they again? Gold's 500,000. 500,000. Platinum's a million. A million. Um, and Di- then each million after... Diamond is 10. Diamond is 10? Yeah, okay. 10 million. Um, I thought it was going to be higher than that. No. Um, I know that for each million before the 10, it's just double, triple, quadruple. Right, platinum. Platinum. Yep. And it's different in different countries. People yeah. get very excited when something says... It's platinum in 15 countries, but platinum in the UK is not the same as it is in the US. Yeah. I mean, regardless of that, though, when I see that somebody went diamond, it doesn't matter what country that in. That's going to be a lot. You know? It's pretty rare. Yeah, it is rare. And I, I, Michael Jackson Thriller, The Eagles Greatest Hits. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, um, so yeah, within a year, Black Sabbath became an... Oh, I don't know this word. In, in the, in the, do, do I need, yeah. do I need to read it? No, he got, indefatigable. Indefatigable. 
indefatigable. Okay, I had never heard that word before. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Um, indefatigable road band touring constantly and playing many of the early 70s rock festivals. All of the rock work, road work, sorry, improved them as musicians and songwriters. And their next two albums, Master of Reality in 1971 and Volume 4 in 1972. Stoner ex- album. Huh? Volume 4. That's the set launch stoner rock. Kaya's Queens of the Stone Age. That gotcha. whole genre is based on that record. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, so those albums exhibited an enhanced range and ambition. The group even threw in some notable changes of taste, such as the uh, ballad Solitude and Changes and the instrumentals Orchid and Laguna Sunrise to create more of a play of light and shadows. Those albums contained their share of crunching Sabbath classics, such as Children of the Grave. Oh, great fucking song. Yeah. Um, and After Forever from Master of Reality and Snowblind and Supernaut from Volume 4. Yep. So I've heard of Supernaut and I might have heard it once before because that rings a huge bell. You don't know Snowblind? Um, I've definitely heard the name. That's a big one. There. But yeah. um, That should be on the playlist. I haven't sat down with that one. Oh, should it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. I mean, the, for the, like, to give something from that record, that style. Gotcha. It's, again, a huge moment in the history of rock is volume four because it launches a whole genre of music gotcha, by gotcha. itself okay amazingly black sabbath had released four genre defining albums in a two-year period yep. while touring at a ceaseless pace the group's fifth album sabbath bloody sabbath in 1973 oh, so showed further signs of growth and experimentation and the title track ranks among the finest moments their finest moments as a totality it comes closest to equaling their early masterpiece paranoid the group wrote and rehearsed the material uh shit i looked away and, okay for sabbath bloody sabbath at a castle in wales that they claimed was haunted further fueling their music's unnerving vibe at the time when the group was testing its own mental and physical limits that's awesome i want to play in a castle they're all over england yeah. Like to the point where, like, if you go to England and you start to tour castles, you get very tired of it very fast. But for us, it's, you know, yeah. a big deal. They're everywhere, though. Let's go play in the castle. Do you know how expensive that will be? Yeah, to like, go get to a castle and then rent out space in said castle? Oh, who said anything about renting out space? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, so it's like if you were to rent a ballroom. For a wedding, or couple something grand like that. that's, to a couple that's, that's tens what it's of grand. like. You can yeah. rent the castle for your event. If you I, want. Yeah, I have a, a friend whose older brother is getting married in a castle in Scotland, and like every like every single guest is like staying in it. Like it, this place is huge, and it's like a lot of money. <laughs> so much money. It's like hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent on yeah. this wedding, and I'm no, just like, oh, okay. I mean, no. If 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 my band ever takes off and I make it. I'm gonna film a music video in a castle. There's a U2 live album that's Slaying Castle. They played in a castle. Cool. <laughs> that's the one that comes to mind. Okay. Um, so let's finish this out. Um, where was that? Okay. The demanding pace of the road and various lifestyle excess, excesses began catching up with Black Sabbath by the mid-70s. Their next three albums, Sabotage in 75, Technical Ecstasy in 76, and Never Say Die in 78 all had memorable moments but lacked the un- 
unalloyed brilliance of their predecessors. The cracks in Black Sabbath's facade became permanent when Osborne quit for good in 1978 following the checkered Never Say Die tour. Osborne went on to a highly successful solo career, which also saw him venture into reality TV, MTV's popular The Osbournes series, and, and launched the annual Ozfest tour. Helmed by guitarist Iomi, Black Sabbath preserved through its succession of lineup changes that sometimes did and sometimes didn't include Butler and Ward. Several of Black Sabbath's post-Osborne albums, especially Heaven and Hell in 1980, Mob Rules in 81, and Headless Cross in 89, are hardly regarded, regarded sorry, by hardcore fans. But, but when all was said and done, the classic lineup could not be bested. The original foursome has reunited on a handful of occasions, most notably for a pair of 1997 sorry, stadium shows back home in Birmingham, released a year later as a reunion, and in 1999, 2002, 2004, and 2005, when Black Sabbath headlined Osborne's OzFest Festival. And then, of course, it's not on here, but this album, 13, which came out in 2013, which became their last album, and as we've been listening to it... So far, we don't know. They're all still alive. Well... You never, you never know. He, he's that's doing a tour. true. He's doing a tour right now. So. His his uh, final tour, part two, or whatever... Yeah, is whatever what it, that means. Because it was... No, what was it called? It was No More Tours. And then it was No More Tours 2. And then it was the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've heard about half of the album. Dave, what do you think of it so far? I like it. I want to hear the rest of it. I want to listen to it. Nice. It's it's, uh, it's definitely solid. I think his voice sounds really good. Interesting stuff going on. Good sound. What about you? I've enjoyed listening to it. I feel like I probably heard some of it before, just like in the car with you. Probably. But I mean, out of everything that we've heard, this is probably up there for me. Cool. Actually, like, I didn't think you would say that. I knew you weren't gonna put it down, but like I just I died. Because well, like I know that my like parents listened to Black Sabbath too. Because like my mom just like adores Ozzy Osbourne. Like that's why I know the reality show because my mom would like watch it because she just thinks he's like the coolest person. <laughs> um, so like I grew up listening to it. It was just like I was a kid and I didn't pay attention. So One like of the few it, it, you might know more about them. I mean, catalog wise. It just feels familiar. Yeah, um, Paranoid. You gotta listen to Paranoid, <laughs> top to bottom. Top to bottom. Yeah. It's honestly a great album. Yeah. Um, but as much as as I would love to listen to the rest of this album, I did promise three suggestions you for did. the day. Do do we have time for three suggestions? It is twelve thirty-five. Oh, my phone says oh, 35. 35. My phone says 30. Oh, this thing's behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, this thing's behind. That thing is behind. So uh, one. So we'll do two and two. And, uh, well, I mean, unless they're long songs, then yeah, we'll do one, and then I'll fucking slap them over the next week. But uh, let's start with the one and see where we go from there. So, you ready? I don't care either is, one of you. Come is on. this the one that I think it is? No. Okay. So there's a there's a band. It's called Paul Bear. P A L L. Bear. Oh. And the song is called "The Quicksand of Existence." quicksand of existing so this is a bunch of young guys and very clearly influenced by sabbath very sabbathy sound that i've seen live they're amazing 
Cool. But I thought maybe it'd be appropriate to hear what a bunch of young kids who are hugely influenced by Sabbath sound like today. All right, let's see it then. Here we go. Oh, I immediately hear it. Right? Mm hmm. That's cool. Okay. Got the voice, though. Uh, Ease My Mind by Arlo Mack. You hear the voice? Wow, it is yeah, really similar. It is. It's different enough, but. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say by Skrillex? Arlo Mack? Oh, because Ease My Mind came up by Skrillex and I got confused. Why would I suggest a Skrillex song? I don't know. That's why I was confused. What was I it? Like I'm sorry. Ar Arlo, like A-R-L-O? Yes. Okay. Got it. Found it. That drive is really fucking good. Okay. I gotta raise the volume a little bit. Yes, please. That's good shit. Love this band. And he, I like he, this. It's, like it's cool because he sounds different enough from Ozzy that it's, it doesn't feel like he's copying him. But the style itself is on point. Yeah. Like, it's that dark-natured, extended... Yeah. These records are so good. I think they have four albums out. This feels like something that was done way back when. It does. This does not feel like it's recent. When is this from? Uh, 2009. 2009? No, wait. No. Sorry. That's Let me look. I don't remember. Okay. No, this is 2020. It's oh, from their album from called Forgotten, Forgotten Days. That's crazy. It right. sounds like sounds like something much older. I love it. That is super cool. Let's see. I like it. It's good. It's it's solo. <laughs> I about that groove. It does. That's so good. I like it. This is good. Thanks. Ooh, that wah. Mm -hmm. This is good shit. Come on. Say it. Say, Say it. it. Say it. It's in the playlist. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Yo. <laughs> That's... I like that. I'm gonna have to look into this band a little yeah, more. Yeah, you gotta. I'm an album guy. I I think the record, their albums are just epic. They're really good. <sighs> I'm I'm weird like that, cause like I talk about albums in such a higher light than I talk about individual songs. Yeah. But if you like look through, there's very few bands where I have full albums anymore. Yeah. You know, especially since like I I since I sit down with an album before I decide to put it on the playlist or not. Yeah. Like. Only half of Metallica's most recent album made it. Right. Only half of Iron Maiden's Iron album made it. Um, so it, it's a little, it's a little weird for me because like I love sitting with albums, but I don't, I would not call myself an album guy. Well, maybe spend a little more, more time now that you have a little bit more time. <laughs> do it as a as a ritualistic thing. It's a little yeah. harder, but that's. I love doing that. I might do that. I might do that. Just sit with an album, read the lyrics, you know. Oh, that, yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Focus on it. These, these are great records. I'm telling you. 
I love the artwork. I love everything about this. I band. love this, dude. It's it's so dark. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Right this on. is this is how you get stuff on the playlist. Show me dark stuff that isn't <laughs> weird. That isn't weird. That isn't the wrong type of weird. I could say <laughs> the shift. It's great. Yeah. What is this? Uh, Arlo. This is Arlo, Arlo Mac. Mac. Arlo Mac. Ah. I, I, have a I gotta ask DJ and them if they listen to this. Because that intro sounded a lot like a Midday Moon song. (laughs) There's the Midday Moon reference for the day. Every podcast episode. I'm going to start a tally (laughs) and just see like how many times we bring them up. Start next season. Yeah, I'm going to. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. So about things being a thing, um, shoot the shit is going to happen over the summer. On weekends. Um, I don't know if we're going to do Saturdays or Sundays. It's going to be one or the other. Um, but that's going to happen. Um, I'm still deciding on a few different things. Um, but it will be live streamed on YouTube like it used to be. So you'll see us in person. Wow. Um, which is going to be fun. That'll be interesting. Uh, but I just got to figure out like... I have to like the, make sure I'm not like just in pajamas then. Yeah. <laughs> you go on Zoom to do this? Uh, we used to do it on Zoom, but uh, things are clearing up now. And uh, Just tell me when I need to show up. Yeah. I'll be I kind of want to do it like at my house in person. Oh. Um, not 100% dedicated to that just yet. Um, but mm. with things going the way they are... It's looking like the space might actually be able to be better served for that. Um, and if that's the case, then I'm probably going to do it, ah. um, which is going to be a lot of fun to hang out with y'all and shoot the shit. Um, so for anybody that hasn't taken the time to head over to our YouTube channel and check out Shoot the Shit um, and doesn't know what it is exactly, it's basically a show, a sideshow, I should say, where we hang out and just talk. Uh, about everything and everything it's not strictly music um we venture off into whatever the hell we want to it's a chance for you all to get to know us outside of the metal world um so that's really where um a lot of the fun conversations happen um and we love doing it and we would do the show and then do the 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 side thing for a while um and it was a lot of fun um but we just haven't been able to find the time to do it proper. So I'm taking out summer sessions and doing that instead, uh-huh. um, which is going to be super cool. So be on the lookout for announcements for that because they'll, they'll be coming. Um, that being said, Dave, you've been on this show for fucking four or five episodes now. Yep. Um, I think it's time to officially welcome you as a full-time <laughs> cast member yay i'm gonna need a bio from you to put on the website and a recent and the recent picture um i would also like to say that for your bio please make it say dr dave (laughs) yes and even if you don't i will be putting it on so this is your suggestion no it's not um this is just something that happened to play but now i'm curious this is called sodden jackal by the obsessed Uh, and sabbathy kind of sound I like it. It's a stoner kind of vocal. Stoner rock. No. The music was good. The vocals threw me. Um, No, so let me play my suggestion. My my suggestion is Bloody Angel by Avatar. Because they recently announced 
that they're putting out a new album. Nice. Ooh. So there's going to be new Avatar coming out soon, relatively speaking. Um, it was crazy because... So I, I ended up getting onto TikTok because of this <laughs> child. I was so tired of sending the links. It's easier just to send it through the app. I know. I know. You got to help me convince Izzy. Cause I'll just make Izzy an account and just hand him the information for it. <laughs> I guess. I'll just like be like, hey, can I borrow your phone real quick? Nice. Um, <sighs> but anyway, so because of her, I've been on TikTok and Avatar is on TikTok. Oh, nice. So I started following them. Their floor is lava video. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> you, do you, uh, did I send that to you? Or you you showed it them? to me. Okay. Why would I um, them? I don't know. That's why I was questioning it. Um, it was it was amazing though. Uh, but so then Johannes, the singer, Johannes, uh, is seen running from off in the distance in an open field, and he just runs all the way up to the camera, and then he's just running, running. We're making an album, and then run. <laughs> and it was great, and I was like, Whoa, what? Hold up, huh? It was fantastic, and so I was like, I want to play some Avatar. So this is Bloody Angel from the Hail the Apocalypse album, um, which, oh my god, it's so good. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, I'm, I'm aware. Um, but while we're listening to this, we're going to sign off and say our goodbyes. So thank you so much for lis- or, yeah, hanging out with us for an hour and change. Um, it's always fun about talking about some really cool stuff and really cool bands and influences and shit like that. So, I hope uh, I hope a lot of people really enjoy this episode more than more than anything else because it really dives into connections of music. I feel. Uh, but that being said, you can follow us on Instagram at official pedal to the metal, all one word. There's a link tree there that will take you to our show archives where you can listen to previous episodes, our YouTube channel where you can check out some of the shit that we've done, like Epic Riffs and What If, uh, as well as the Shoot the Shit series. Um, while we do that, you can see what that's all about. Um, you can also find uh, our website link so you can check out Show Bios, which will have a new inclusion to it soon. Um, I'm no longer the newbie. You're no longer the newbie. No. Um, it's okay, though. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, you can check that out um, and a bunch of other cool stuff. And then you can also check out our merch shop where we have Pedal to the Metal merch. Uh, it's getting hot, and I think I have tank tops on there. Um, so that's going to be cool. Get those water bottles, too. Get those water bottles. Get the stickers gotta... to put on the water bottles. Yeah, exactly, exactly, because who doesn't love a good sticker? Weirdos. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, check out all the merch because um, it's, uh, it's really cool. You can follow me personally at Alan Music Perez or follow my band's Instagram at um, Render Me Insane. Or you can follow my photography Instagram at Nature's underscore Beauty underscore AP. That one's going to have some improvements because I just got a new camera. You're welcome. Thank you very much for helping <laughs> me get that. Um, so that's going to be that's gonna be cool to get some new shit on there. I'm excited um, for making that happen and making it all look pretty and shit. Um, but yeah, that's all the shit that I want to talk about. Um, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Lila Goddess. The link to my photography website is in my bio. It's summer. Time for family pictures. Please hire me. Yes, please do. <laughs> you can She's find really me. good at what she does. Sorry. Thank you. you. You can find me online at Isaac's Guitar. You also hear Dominguez student sign up for that history of rock class. Hell yeah. yeah. And if you see him, say hi to Dr. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Dr. David Isaacs. Hell yeah. Feels nice, doesn't it? It does. All right. Work hard. 
All right, I'm not gonna play out the rest of this song because I know I've played it as my suggestion before. Um, so it's weird doing that, but I we're also on a time crunch. So uh, thank you so much. We love you, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.